Are you detail oriented? Are you, or are you just a wing it? You know, um, and what business are you doing? Because winging it in some businesses is okay, yeah, right? right? But not in many. Um, so yeah, advice would be if you are willing to literally blood, sweat, tears, that's what's going to take. Welcome to East Idaho Entrepreneurs Podcast. Inspiring stories from local people and businesses you likely already know and trust. Here is your host, third generation family business entrepreneur, Renee Oswald. Welcome to episode 99 of East Idaho Entrepreneurs Podcast. Thank you guys so much for supporting the show and for learning about our local entrepreneurs and business owners. Over the last two years, I have interviewed some great guests and have learned from them as they have shared their origin stories with us. They're amazing individuals in our community, guys, and I am so inspired by their journeys every time I hear them. So thanks for joining us and for supporting the show. Today, I am honored to introduce my next guest. She's been the reason that Kevin and I have been eating healthy over the last couple months. Welcome, Carissa Wold of Strong Eats Meals. <laughs> yes, hi. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. So Kevin and I actually had an opportunity to meet with you mm -hmm. and um, have our macros decided, and then you created these great meals. But people might not completely understand what Strong Eats Meals is. So explain to me what you and the listeners what you do. Okay. Yeah, that is something we've run into is just people understanding the whole concept of meal prep, healthy meals, and what it all entails. Um, so basically what we do is we, we like to meet with the individual um, and you know, get their weight, height, age, and really narrow down specific to them the needs that they they need to have in their meals. Excuse me. Um, so the calories, the protein, the fats of what you might have is going to be way different than what I have. And so when you create meals, a general one meal fits all is not super effective in a lot of ways. Um, so we do like to meet with our clients and make sure that they're getting exactly what they're needing um, as far as that goes. As with the meals, um, how they're healthy is we do um, all fresh um, like fruits and veggies and they're never frozen. They're never like in a bag and, and you have to unthaw it or any of that gross stuff. Um, we have come very far in that way and realized what tastes good over time and what is good reheated. That has been probably our biggest um, adventure is just reheating the meals and trying them time and time again to get it right. Yeah, I will just add, that is the thing that was different for us. It's not just meal prep, because that's awesome, right? It, it's mostly just Kevin and I now, and so I don't really love to make these huge meals. Mm -hmm. So the meal prep part was very interesting, but also the idea of it, of it being somewhat customized to exactly what we needed. Um, we did get to meet with you and your mm -hmm. manager. What's your yeah, manager? Susan. And She's Susan. awesome. And so the two of you went through what we were trying to accomplish and um, customized it so that when we get the meals, Kevin gets different stuff than I do. And, mm -hmm. and sometimes maybe we get the same thing, but it's different protein and calories and all of those Correct. other things based on what he needs versus me. So that was really cool to have that be different than other meal prep services that maybe we're familiar with um, that you can order or mm -hmm. whatever. And yeah, they're all fresh. That's the mm -hmm. cool thing. So when you deliver, it's typically for a week at a time. Tell me, tell me how you guys do that. So it depends. Really, that's another customization that we have is a lot of people don't want, let's say they order a typical, a typical meal account is going to be 10 a week. Some people don't want all 10 at the beginning because maybe by Friday, they're kind of like, eh, I don't really, I don't, you know, I don't want that. So can you give me maybe five on Monday and five on Thursday? So we definitely accommodate that. We have some people that don't care. They're like, it's great. Everything's awesome. I love it the way it is. And then we'll just deliver all 10 of them. So we do like to ask the customer, do you like them split up? Do you like them all together? Um, and then that's how we deliver and, and make sure that we get it the way that they want it. Now, when you say deliver, you actually deliver to their house? Yes. Yeah. So to their house, their business. 
We've even delivered to like someone in Pocatello right now. She's awesome. Um, we deliver to the hospital. So that's just where she's at most of the time. And so we deliver there. Whatever's convenient for the customer, we feel this is for you. And so if it's convenient for you, you're paying us to give you that convenience. So we'll meet you wherever, wherever so you want. So is there a fee to deliver? Yes, there's a fee. So around town, it's $5. Um, and then like Pocatello is 10. And then we also deliver to Burley. There is a CrossFit gym out there who orders about 300 meals a week. Wow. Yeah, every Thursday. Wow. So on our way to Burley every Thursday, we stop in Pocatello, we stop in Blackfoot. And so we're just gaining a lot of momentum out there. Yeah. And seriously considering possibly a second location in Pocatello. A second location like in Pocatello? Yeah, so we've considered, um, so we have, let me back up. We have a licensed kitchen in Rigby and it's, it's small and it's cute and it's fit our purposes very well. But we've gotten to the point now where, you know, we're upwards of five employees, um, delivery drivers, things like that, to the point where we're really maxing out our space. So we're getting so much interest from Pocatello and Burley. Um, Idaho Falls, we have a ton of customers there too, but there's not a whole lot in Pocatello and in Blackfoot in that area. And so it'd be really neat to just kind of see over the next couple months how that's going to grow and then decide from there if we need to go get another second kitchen. Yeah. Um, but we're not going to stay just in one kitchen. So yeah. some of the best advice I ever got was from, so our meals are at the Apple and Austin, who is, I think he's the manager there. He's a great guy, but he told me the best advice ever. Don't ever get a brick and mortar. And I was like, Oh, why, why do you say that? And he said, keep your expenses as low as you can. Yeah. And I thought, wow, okay. He's like, get kitchens everywhere. And I thought, you know what? We deliver now. Ever since COVID, everybody wants delivery. Yeah. They want it to their house. They want it convenient. So we're just going to maximize on that. Yeah. Right? And so if you get kitchens everywhere. They're licensed. They're commercial kitchens. Why do you need a storefront? Right. Why do you need a whole store and all that overhead? Yeah. You don't. Yeah, it makes sense that you wouldn't need that necessarily, especially since this really has kind of blown up even just with word of mouth. Is that correct? Oh, that is our number one um, advertising, I guess you could say. I mean, we just hired marketing people because I really want to venture out. But yeah, word of mouth has been our number one. Rigby football team has been huge. We have a lot of the football boys and they just continue to one boy wants this and the other boy and everybody's walking around in school with their strong eats meals and it's become kind of a popular thing. So. Around in Rigby, it's been very much word of mouth, mm -hmm. for sure. Well, I can tell you the way that I found you, I mean, I can't exactly remember the path, but it was some post on Instagram that was that said something about eating your meals. And I was like, I, I've never heard of these guys. What is this? And so then I started looking into it. And that's when I reached out and contacted you because I thought, well, that's pretty cool to mm -hmm. be able to have it customized. So yeah, I do think that there was some, there is absolutely some momentum in just people talking about this. So that's fun. Yeah, I agree. And like you said, sometimes it's not, maybe it's, it's for health reasons, but also maybe it's like you and your husband, you don't have kids anymore. So you have those meals delivered and you don't have to cook maybe lunch or dinner, yeah. or you, maybe you're on the go and it's just the two of you, like my in-laws, they order them every single week because it's just easy. It's convenient for them. And they just know, okay, I've got this planned. I'm saving money because I'm not going out to a restaurant. They're retired. They have time, Yeah. but they don't want to spend all their retirement on food, yeah. right? Yeah. So they get the meals and they have a set plan and they're healthy and my in-laws are losing weight. So yeah. it really is very convenient. And, um, kind of fun. I'm, I'm, I like the adventure. You guys have a great variety of fun things that we eat. And so, yeah, it's been really good. So is, is that what you feel like is your differentiator is that you're able to be more custom to your clients and also this delivery? Um, I 100% feel that we, we really try to advertise our customization. Um, there are other meal prep companies that deliver, and so that's kind of a common thing. Um, a lot of them ship. We ship, which we're the only ones in Idaho that ship currently. Um, but the delivery isn't so um, unique, but the customization is extremely unique. Okay. When I started thinking about doing this, I did a lot of research and looked around, and hardly anybody that I knew did any sort of customization. 
And I thought, if you can't customize to the customer, that's going to be really difficult long term. Um, it's kind of like going to a restaurant. You know, maybe you don't like cheese. So you have to have a meal with cheese. No, you say to the restaurant or to the waiter, hey, I don't want cheese on this, whatever, right? You customize it. Yeah. So if you're gonna pay for that food, I want you to get exactly what you want um, within reason, obviously, from our menu. And that way you're gonna eat it. Because if you don't like what you're eating, you're not gonna eat it and nobody's gonna stay on track. Nobody's gonna wanna buy your meals if they don't like it because of whatever reason. They don't like green beans or, I mean, we have so many different people that they don't like the wrap, they want rice. So we'll make a Hawaiian wrap with rice, no wrap, you know? <laughs> so it's those sort of things that's like, I don't, or like Leon, he likes, uh, he hates cilantro. So we, I have all these, I can go on and on about customers that don't like this or that, and we just make sure we don't do that, you know? How do you do that though? How many meals a week are you guys preparing? So we do about 300 a day. Um, roughly uh, five days a week. And we are trying really hard to get to, we're gonna launch this Project 2000. Um, we are trying to get to 2000 meals per week. Um, and that's kind of our next goal is- I think you'll get there. <laughs> saying that, 2000 meals a week and it's you're insane. customizing these, mm -hmm. like that must take time. It is, it's, it's a point of the business. Um, if people really understood, it's not, as a business point, um, something that a lot of people do, right? Yeah, it seems like you would lose efficiency, right? Because I can't you do can't. 2,000 meals all the same way. You can't. Yeah. But with people loving food the way they do nowadays, to keep those customers, I have realized that customization keeps them coming back. They'll try something from somewhere else, and they're like, eh, it's okay. You know, but that customization, like, I know I'm not going to get cheese on this because I don't like it. Yeah. That customization is like no other no other person does that. Yeah, I think that really is the differentiator for you guys. For yeah. sure, and then just having that that um, we have very much so many people every week um, ordering. The the following is insane. Um, we have customers who've been ordering from us for months and months every single week. Yeah, I'm like, wow, I'm surprised they're not That's, sick of certain things. Right? <laughs> nope. Just keep feeding me. It's nope. okay. Yeah, we just keep trying to bring new things in, and we have so many different. Um, diet types. Um, I hate the word diet, but you know, just like different types of food. Yeah. Um, you know, keto, paleo, um, gluten-free, gluten-free, dairy-free. I, I just got recently diagnosed with celiacs and that's been an ordeal. <laughs> um, but I've learned a lot more, um, with the, the you know, the gluten-free, the dairy-free, what I can have, what I can't have. And now we're tapping into this different industry of people with different allergies and, you know, things that, um, again, I think separates us from yeah. other people as well is we want to take that time. You know, I feel like it's kind of like the Manan Steakhouse, right? They could totally grow bigger, right? But they don't because they got a thing going, Yeah. right? Everybody wants it. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're trying to build. We want to build, it's not necessarily we want to have, um, oh, I just want numbers and, and, money, 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 and numbers every single week. We want people coming back. That's our number one focus, is keeping those customers that start with us. Mm -hmm. So what was the inspiration in the beginning? I understand you're a personal trainer. You have personal yeah. trainer background. So were you training individuals and seeing like this is only half of the equation because their nutrition was the whole other half? 100%. So that is that is how it actually came about. So. Yes, I used to be in CrossFit, and then we moved here. Um, I'm originally from Rigby, but um, we moved back to Idaho, and I started personal training because we really struggled when we first got out here. Um, and so I started back into personal training and loved it. I met some amazing people. And what I realized is people would come to the gym, and they would work their butt off, you know, sweat, blood, tears, I mean, at all, right? <laughs> right? And then they'd go home and on the way, they'd get Burger King and go home, right? Because it was easy, convenient. Yeah, right. And so I would say, oh my goodness, you know, that's so counterproductive, right? Because really about 70 to 80% of it is nutrition. Right. So you're just killing yourself and it's you're just staying the same. Mm -hmm. And it's so if people realized how much it comes down to food, and if that's our biggest purpose with Strong Eats Meals, it's that. It's that food is huge. 
it's a big deal. It's not just 20% or whatever, it is massive. Um, so if to, to maximize those workouts, to maximize the personal training, if you're eating to perform, which is one of our biggest things, eat strong, be strong, um, you eat to perform, you are going to reach your goals because of the nutrition. Not because you're doing you know, 2,000 sit-ups. A six-pack is made in the kitchen, not with sit-ups. Well, I think it's fun that you talked about those rugby football boys because you wouldn't typically think about those guys necessarily eating to be strong. And so have you, do you feel like you've helped change the mindset of even that generation? Yes, and we're continuing to. Uh, we have a very, very good relationship with the Alley, and we love them. They vouch for us, we, and we vouch for them. And the Alley is a... It is a basically a gym for athletes Here in, in rugby. In rugby. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. okay. and, and we're going to even do some more things where we're going to be combining training with meals and packets and plans, and so that's exciting coming up. But um, all of the boys right now that are on the mills are bulking, so they want to be bigger um, so that they don't get smashed on the field, right? Right. And then like my son, who's a big old boy um, on D-line, he's trying to basically shred a little bit of that weight. So we've got him on a little bit different of a plan than the other boys. Um, and so that's, that's another cool thing is, is we meet with these teenagers who will train and then go eat Pop-Tarts and chips. Absolutely. You know, I mean, and, that's and what they live drink. on, right. Yeah. And so I'm trying, we're trying really hard to explain to them, you could be so much better on the field. Can you imagine if you had all that nutrition, you'd run faster, be stronger, be better, be the best you can. They all want to make it to college, right? They all want to play college ball. That's the goal. And so to, to do that, they've got to have better nutrition. What I would have known, I played basketball and what I would have known to have the knowledge I have now when I played ball, basketball. Yeah, it would have maybe set you apart as oh, an athlete. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think they have examples like, uh, clearly we know about Tom Brady and he's very specific about his diet and how oh, yeah. he eats and how it fuels him. And here he's played football into his 40s pretty pretty well. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> so it is kind of, I, I, I'm excited to see and hear about that mindset change um, because I think far too often, yeah, we've got we've got to do better with our nutrition, just completely, 100% in all of the United States. Well, and world. I think in I think in Idaho too, and it's it's I love Idaho. This is my hometown and everything. But I feel like coming from I lived I did live in Oregon for about 20 years. We're a little bit behind the times when it comes to stuff like this. And so when I came out here, I was really shocked by the amount of I wouldn't say lack of knowledge, but it's more of just there's just not a lot shared, you know? And so I really wanna get our voice out there um, and, and let them know too, like healthy food doesn't have to be gross. Yeah, right. You know, And you also don't have to be a gym rat to eat this stuff. No. Like, <laughs> Kevin and I are so not gym rats and it's just, you know, like, like we've already talked about, easily prepared, easy for us to get to. And, and you know, busy lifestyles, it's been very nice. And yeah, we have shed a few pounds, so that's good. a good thing. Good. Um, talk to me a little bit about starting a business did you face adversity getting this up and going oh goodness yeah this is yeah so like i said we started with the whole personal training what i started doing is i started just creating my clients meals in random tupperware and baggies and <laughs> just the weirdest stuff ever and then um i had about six regular clients um for a year i mean a year this went on I made it in my kitchen and had no idea that I had to be licensed. No idea. Um, I was just helping basically friends out. Yeah, because isn't it what it's called, the cottage rule or something? Yeah, uh -huh. and we were cooking meat and stuff like that. And so I didn't realize that that was something, um, again, it was like six people and I, I was really helping them. And I thought, had no idea, right? Right. I was just yeah, naive, this is just, just part of your helping thing. Helping people. Yeah, yeah, right. Helping people out. And so we, uh, we had just a... It was weird. I was kind of at this point um, with the business where I wasn't quite sure what to do with it. I was, didn't know if I wanted to go into real estate because I love real estate too, or if I wanted to really make this a business business. And we had a competitor turn us in. Oh, well, 
And so we got a phone. Saying that you were not meeting the yeah. health and the food safety regulations I think we or were, something. I think we were a risk, uh-huh. you know, to them. And that's okay. I think competition's good. Right. Competition keeps everybody fresh and going and, and new ideas. And so I was, you know, that's great. So um, that was a little rough. You, you had know. a visit from somebody you said? No, I had a phone call. Oh, okay. And um, they let me know that they had called and that I need to have a license. And I was like- And who was it that called you? Like the Department of Health and Welfare? Yeah, it was a, some guy, I can't remember his name, super sweetheart. And I just thought out told him the truth. I said- I did not know. <laughs> I had no idea. I am so sorry. And he just said, stop now. And then if you want to pursue this, you need to get a licensed kitchen. Okay. And I, so I honestly thought about it for a good week and thought, what am I going to do here? I'm in a crossroads. And I kind of felt like the underdog, right? I lit, it's kind of like lit this fire under my butt yeah, that, good. that I didn't get, I really wish they would have came to me and said, yeah. Hey, you need to get licensed. Yeah, right. Know, here's a tip, you know, and it lit a fire under my butt and I thought, no, darn it. I'm going to go for it. So I did, I put a, I put a, a message out on Facebook that said, anybody have a licensed kitchen? Um, let me know. And within a week we had a licensed kitchen. I had the state out, um, to license it. I think it was three weeks later. And we started. How great. And you found that kitchen right here in Rigby. Yes, literally like two blocks from my house. Wow. Yeah. So it's just a, and it's so funny because it's, it's a house, it's a property, a friend's friends we know, and they have a licensed kitchen in the backyard <laughs> of their that house. Awesome? Just full licensed kitchen. <laughs> what were they doing with it? Um, so he is a caterer. Um, it's called Weeby Smokin'. So mm -hmm. he smokes a bunch of our meat. Oh, yeah. So we kind of got together and thought, oh, my we could do a bunch of stuff together. So that's how it kind of formed into, we're gonna be super unique. Um, and with not having so much overhead, we are able to have brisket and pork and uh, smoked chicken and just so many other varieties, uh, turkey, smoked turkey. Yes, I've had that, it's delicious. I mean, I love the smoked turkey. That's mm -hmm. one of people's favorites. But it's just one of those things where, you know, people get into, let's say, healthy eating and they think, great, I'm going to eat spongy chicken and rice and, yes. and frozen veggies forever. And I want to let people know that, no, that is absolutely not how it is anymore. We, we smoke all of our meat, every single one of our meats, except for our ground turkey. Obviously, it's ground turkey. But everything is smoked. And what we have found with lots of trial and error is smoked meat reheated is the bomb. Yeah, because it doesn't have that weird re yeah. meat reheat taste. Yeah, and we still have people like Kevin who don't like chicken very much. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, you know, we, um, we have found people just they absolutely say, I don't know what you do with your meat, but holy cow. Mm -hmm. And now they're, we're selling like the brisket by the pound. So that's a whole other avenue. people just want that. Well, they, they realize I can come home, grab a bag of brisket, reheat it, and my family's got the milk, yeah, right? It and it's going to put potato next to mm -hmm. it or whatever. So it's a win-win for both you yeah. and, and this, the owners of We Be Smokin'. Yeah, and We Be Smokin', Brady, he's awesome. He's like my big brother. I love him. We've become really close. He, uh, He's, um, it's not like a full-time thing. So this is kind of a side hobby he does. And um, he let us try all of like the meat that he smokes. And I literally told him, I have never had steak and brisket like that in my whole life. Yeah, it's Ever. good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it was really amazing. Um, so we've, we've ordered the brisket and full on huge 10 pound brisket for our family get-togethers from him and I mean it's just been a great relationship well I understand when you decided to do this you really were like you had like $500 to get this thing launched. oh my goodness I had okay so we have six kids right and my husband was toying with the idea of going to barber school and I thought oh boy this is gonna be rough and we live in a little old house and we've made ends meet you know and yeah it was rough it was a rough go right and I decided if this was going to be it, it's going to be now. Um, so we had f literally $500 in our account. That's what we had. And I went to Brady and I said, this is where I'm at. Can you help me? And he did. And he did. And so I think so many stories you hear of people kind of coming out of the dark, I guess, yeah. you know. And, yeah. and I feel like that. I feel like, have we hit it big? No. Do we have a lot more goals? Heck yes. But I feel like. I feel a calling. Yeah. I feel a purpose. The stars are aligning for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
galaxies aligning. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do feel like that. And I feel like sometimes it takes that really rough point in life to kind of make that decision for you. And I realized I really want this. And we haven't turned back since. Um, and now we're implementing um, not just the meals, but me and Susan are both personal trainers. And so we're coming up with packages for personal training and meals. And so more like a one-stop shop. Was this a surprise to you, the success? I was super surprised um, how fast it grew. I, I knew over time that if we got the formulas right and we got the food um i'm a picky eater so if i got the food right it would it would take off i was really surprised because idaho people love I, i'm idaho i'm an idaho person we don't pay <laughs> we don't pay right we don't pay for things very much <laughs> we want so the best deal we want the best deal and we're all so smart right we all have businesses and so we kind of know and so i was really concerned that okay how are how am i going to do this right because let's say most people are stay-at-home moms, you know, they can make their own meals or how is this gonna really take off, Yeah, you know? And oh my goodness, what I realized is everybody is stressed. Everybody has lots of kids and family and sporting events um, and how just that convenience 100% sells. Yeah, convenience and healthy. I mean, those are oh, two healthy great for sure. combinations. Yeah. yeah, so when you, um, if, if I'm looking at this for my own self, what is the average that I'm paying per meal? So we have different meal breakdowns. So a female meal is 850 mm -hmm. and a male meal is 950, obviously different portions. Um, you, the males get more meat and more carbs. Um, fits them better and then we've got specialty items like our paleo or keto um, those have a lot of different ingredients so those are a little bit higher more like 10. Mm -hmm. so um, the more they're really more specifically customized maybe you're going to pay a little bit exactly. differently but i feel like as you know as you compare to going out to eat or you know getting fast food that's what people are paying for a meal anyway oh goodness we went what was it? It was a while ago, but I took my kids to McDonald's. And yes, we do that every once in a blue moon. <laughs> and I couldn't believe like the meals. I mean, they were ten, twelve dollars. I mean, yeah, my kids, right. I've got mm. big kids. They're, mm -hmm. you know, they're 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 big and all into sports and they eat a lot. And I couldn't believe it. I thought, holy cow, this is unreal. So I felt it, you know, that's a good point to bring up. Yeah. Is, hey, you know, you're going to get crap food, right? Just like we talked about the teenagers getting the chips and stuff, you know, all that adds up. An energy drink every day, a chip bag of chips every day, a Pop-Tart every day, McDonald's. Mm -hmm. It's a fast world and it's just getting faster. And so people are stopping and buying things. And to have that option of, you know what, all you have to do is put a put an order in and you've got all your food at your doorstep. And it's not um, frozen. You just microwave it for like a minute, minute and a half and you exactly. know, you're ready to eat it. So that's the, that's also really cool. Well, talk to me a little bit about how this business has impacted your family. I know that I've had your son come and make a delivery, <laughs> but you know, did your husband end up going to barber schools? He, yes. okay, good, yeah. great. So yeah, it has impacted my family a lot. Um, I knew it would. I've owned other businesses in the past. Um, and so I knew it would. Um, I, I was just concerned because I have we have so many kids. You know, we have six kids. How are we going to feed them all? How are we going to, you know, those those things? I'm 38, you know, and I didn't want to be in this position at, at that age, you know. And um, so at first it was a struggle. Um, and that's why I say, you know, I, I thank my customers all the time. I give back with gift cards and, and try to do the best I can because every order matters so much because at the, at the beginning, every single dollar went to, guess what, our rent or um, feeding our kids. And it really mattered. You know, every single meal going out mattered and it still matters. My husband is in barber school. He's Great. almost done. Uh -huh. He wants to get a shop either in Rigby or Manan, and so that'll be fun. That'll be a next adventure. But um, we're now to the point now, obviously, we can pay our rent and, and feed the kids and all that stuff. But yes, my son, um, he helps a lot with deliveries. Yeah, he's a football player. He's almost 18. And I want my kids to see what it's like to have hard work. Um, I was raised in a, in a business. My family owned a business. We actually owned a gym growing up. Um, and a roofing company, and we were part of it. 
And that work ethic, I look back on it now and I think I wouldn't have done this. I wouldn't have made it not having that. When we first started, I worked literally Monday through Sunday about three and a half months straight, no day off. Maybe a couple hours here and there, obviously sleeping, but literally to the point where I thought I'm gonna fall over. Yeah, right. My manager, <laughs> I finally got a manager and I realized I can't do this by myself. And she said, you've got to have a day off. Yeah. But it was that work ethic that was instilled when I was young, seeing my dad and my mom work so hard for this life that they now have. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it was a des- desire of mine. So I told my son, I need you to help me with deliveries. And I think that's so okay. You know, like so many people feel they have to be like super professional and really nice vehicle and have someone who's, you know, 21 and over or whatever. And it's like, you know what, we're a family owned business. My son that delivers for you, guess what? That money that we pay him pays for his gas, pays for his sporting events. Yeah, right. Prom, you know, whatever. And he understands that, yeah, Yeah. he's got to be responsible for that stuff. There's all too much nowadays where just you just get a handout. You're right. The kids get $20 and it's like, have you done anything for that? You know? Well, and it sounds like that could have been your situation. You could have asked your parents to back this business, but you didn't. 1,000. Every, so it's funny. To be honest, my entire family is wealthy. My brother's a dentist. My sister married an eye doctor. I mean, I can go on and on. We are, we are the weirdos of the family. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're, we're kind of the, I guess not, I wouldn't say black sheep, but you know. You went a different way. We're different, yeah. different, right? Yeah. And we chose to do this business later on in life. And so it's been a different path for us. But I could have gotten any loan I wanted from my brother, my dad, um, anybody. And, I and just, so why didn't you? I you just, just wanted to struggle? I did not want to struggle. <laughs> yeah. I, I honestly didn't. The honest truth is, though, I just didn't want it over my head. Mm-hmm. I've had businesses in the past where, you know, we, we took out loans and it was just like this ball and chain, you know, and I, I hated that. Like, we don't have credit cards. We don't have we don't have any of that. Mm-hmm. I, you just made this work. We just made this work. I thought, you know what? How I'm going to make this work is I'm going to work my butt off. That's how I'm going to make it work. And so far, um, luckily I'm still alive, uh, we've made it work. Yeah. And you're not working seven days a week anymore, right? No, but I work five. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm to the point now where we are in this really funky phase that is kind of difficult for me because I need to focus on the business and growing it and kind of handing that trophy over to my manager, although she's an amazing person, um, fantastic human. I just, it's like, it's my baby, right? It's like pulling it away and and just trusting that process um, has has been difficult. In fact, that's why I'm there still five days a week. And she keeps saying, you've got to, you know, break away a little bit. Mm -hmm. We just hired several more people. So we've got about five in the kitchen now and, and I need to break away. I think this is an occupational hazard of entrepreneurs um, because <laughs> we we do we are everything, and then we are working in the business so much that we are unable to work on the business, and we become our own bottleneck. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I don't know that I've spoken to anybody who hasn't experienced that because it is that hard transition from hand, you know, like being so involved in every detail of your baby. And being able to trust the individuals that you've hired. And it isn't that you don't trust them. Absolutely. Like we've talked about it. Our name is on the sign. You know, it says Oswald. So if things don't go well, they're not going to, you know, Smith that's back in the back, right? It's it's us. And so it it is that journey of being able to put systems in place that you know that are going to work and hiring the right individuals. And, you know, I, I've worked with Susan, clearly you have a great manager and, and she, and I see frequently her telling you to go, (laughs) get out of my way. I love her. She is amazing. She's become my best friend and we have a very funny relationship. Um, I'm kind of the crazy idea, you know, run with it, risk taker. And she's kind of the mom of the group, right? Yeah slow down, yeah. think thoroughly. And I'm like, no, 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 we got to do this. You need that. You need that yeah. Yeah, anchor for you. So yeah. Good so job. We're, we're very much compatible um, that way. But yes, I've got to break away and, and on to the, you know, kind of get on to the next step. 
Yeah, because there's more to do, clearly. You've hit something that is needed. Yes, absolutely, especially out here. So what advice would you have for anyone considering self-employment? I would not, I would, I would tell anybody, if you aren't planning to work a serious amount of hours, insane, um, to the point of absolute exhaustion, I just don't think you're going to make it as a business owner. Um, there are times where you're not going to sleep. There are times where, um, yeah, if you don't grow fast, I mean, you know, but the hope is to grow fast, right? Or, or to grow enough. Um, if you don't have that work ethic, which I see all too often with art generation right now is lack of work ethic. Yeah. And well, and I think that there's been some illusion that people are overnight successes and they don't see all of the work that happened to 1000 percent. It doesn't happen that fast. Yeah, absolutely. So it's, it's, it's the details. Like, are you detail oriented? You know, when, when I'm making tacos, is there a lime in it? Is there cilantro on it? Are you detail oriented? Are you, or are you just a wing it, you know? Um, and what business are you doing? Cause winging it in some businesses is, is okay. Yeah, right? right. But not many. Um, so yeah, advice would be if you are willing to literally blood, sweat, tears, that's what it's going to take. And then you're still going to struggle. You're still going to have downtimes. You're still going to have times that um, you have a rough month and you don't make it and you wonder why, you know, and you stick to it. If you don't have that backbone, oh, goodness sakes. Um, it sounds awful. <laughs> what you just said. It is awful. It sounds like it, doesn't it? But I think the thing is, <laughs> that does sound really bad. I, for me, what I love the most about it is seeing a creation, right? Seeing my vision come to life. You, like I said, even with details, right? I, I see my employees. Oh my goodness, that doesn't have a, a lime in it. And I'm like, yes, look at that, that vision coming to life. My kids seeing hard work, my kids seeing how things work from ground up, right? Have we made it big? Heck no. No, we're, we're just beginning phases, right? Yeah, right. Um, but it's one of those things where um, the time with my kids, I'm now to the point where I can kind of say, hey, you know, I've got a field trip with my daughter and I can try to make that work. Mm -hmm. Or, um, hey, my, my, I have a daughter that's in boxing. I need to go see her spar, you know, and I can make that work. So there are definitely rewards to being self-employed. After mm -hmm. you get over, and, and, I, and I emphasize this hugely, especially with my son and my kids, after you get over that hump of slave driver, right, for a while, um, in, my, in my experience, after you get over that hump, oh, after you get over that hump, um, it's a lot better. It's a lot better in general. Well, what keeps you motivated? I mean, do you ever feel discouraged or have feelings of self-doubt and wonder why the heck you did this? Like, what is it that keeps you going? So I'm, I'm a pretty confident person in, in certain ways, but I do have self-doubt. I think putting yourself out there, this is me and, and wondering, do I have enough knowledge? You know, I'm a, I'm a nutrition specialist and a strength and conditioning coach, a personal trainer, is that enough? You know, is that enough for people? Do I, um, am I going to train well enough? Am I going to, is the food going to be well enough? Yeah, you have self-doubt and you have time where you just think, I really hope that I have, I have enough to do this. Um, and then that fear, for whatever reason, drives me more. So I feel like if, if nothing, if you're okay being mediocre, then you're never going to get out of your comfort zone. If you want to be comfortable the rest of your life, well there's not a whole lot that's going to happen progressive, right? It's, it's just not, it's, you're going to be very stagnant and I don't want that in the long run. I want to look back at my life, you know, drinking my coffee on the chair and saying, wow, that was a, I wrong. can't believe I did that. Holy cow. <laughs> you know? And yeah. So some things scare me getting bigger scares me, getting a second kitchen scares me, but, um, it's gonna be very boring if I don't though, too, you know? Have you ever faced negative feedback outside of the competitor that, you know, was like, you know, maybe trying to shut you down? Have you received negative feedback? Um, we, one time, um, it, it's funny because I, I almost like look for it. Yeah. Cause like it, yeah. it gives you an opportunity to improve. Yeah. I'll ask people, Hey, what did you think? No, honestly, like, just tell me the truth. I'm, I don't get offended. I feel like being offended is a choice. So I don't get offended. I want the feedback so I can improve. Right. 
And one time we um, had somebody get a meal pack and <laughs> she told me, I don't, I just don't like healthy food. Yeah. Well, then it's not the right place. huh? <laughs> yeah. And so I, I, I and, and to me, I was like, I am so glad that she told me just bluntly, I don't like healthy food. Uh, I could handle that. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. sweet. Okay. Yeah. Refund. Here you go. And great. Well, on your way. And that was really it. Uh-huh. Um, other than that, I've, I've had, pe- I've had so much positive people saying, wow, I had no idea, mm-hmm. you know? Well, one of the things I like about, just like you, when we get feedback in whatever form that is, it gives us an opportunity to improve. And if we're always told that, you know, things are always wonderful, I mean, reality is it's not always wonderful. Yes. Like there it, are opportunities for us. Um, and what we've seen when, with our growth is, and I'm wondering if this is gonna happen to you, is that we can't always meet all of the customer's expectations because there's just not enough of us to go around. Um, yeah. And so maybe that's you know a barrier that you're gonna start facing with your we growth. We probably will. And I understand that there's, you know, it's not a perfect world and not everybody's gonna love what you do. That's why there's many of us, right? There's lots of mechanics or meal prep companies. You know, there's a lot of us, which is great. That competition is good. People, let the people decide. Yeah, right. That's what I always think. Let them decide. If they don't like us, fantastic. Find something you like. Mm-hmm. Gotta have totally the right not offended. Yeah. But I have, and, and there was one other thing too, like um, at the beginning, delivery schedule was, was hard, right? We, we didn't quite understand how to deliver, where to deliver, make it effective. Um, where to go. And so that was hard, like, you know, um, and now we've formulated a plan that's a lot better, but it took us a bit. Yeah. You got to get into it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was probably the other hardship was making sure deliveries and, and on time. And yeah, sometimes that would, that would be rough at the beginning. Um, what's the future for strong eats meals and for you? Um, what I really, really want is I want to get into all the high schools. I want, uh, um, I really want to take this athletic approach. Um, of course you always have the weight loss group, right? You always have people who want to lose weight and I want, I want to be there for them. We want to be a one-stop shop. We want to have a macro consultation, give you the meals. Oh, you want personal training? We've got a whole deal. Um, you shouldn't have to have a personal trainer then a different meal prep company. Oh, I got to go meet with this person and, and my coach, you know, or whatever. We want, we want the whole program. We want the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And then we want to be in the schools and teach the kids. Um, what I, let me backtrack. What I find most that is hard is parents will buy food, food for them and then their kids eat a pizza, right? Or they grab McDonald's or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, let's start tre- teaching them now this is what healthy food looks like. This is what portion control looks like. That's why we have kids meals. We create kids meals because of this. Um, so we want, we want to have everybody understand what the importance of nutrition is in their life, whether it's uh, weight loss, whether it's just to stay healthy, whether it's you are on offensive line or D line or basketball or whatever, and you need to be quick. This is what's going to help you. You can run on the treadmill all day long, but if your if your nutrition stinks, it's really ineffective. We just got to get the word out there. Yeah, yeah. So I that's hope what this I'm helps. Doing. Yeah. <laughs> well, if someone's listening and they're interested, how do they find you? So we have a website, uh, strongeatsmeals.com. They just order on there. They can pick their delivery day. There's a liv- uh, delivery time range, um, and then we deliver. So it's pretty. We deliver Tuesday through Friday. Um, it's about one to seven. Um, sometimes it goes a little after cause we don't, sometimes we get a lot of orders. Um, but in general, um, that's, that's it. You order. It's simple as that. Um, and we're also coming up with an app. We're almost done with that. And you'll have a strong eats app that you literally can hit, take you to the website, do everything from there. Just the thing that's different with this is that eats meals they're Z's, not S. Yes. Thank you for bringing that okay. up. Okay. Yes. If you're looking for them, that might be what you're going to have to Strong make Eats sure. Mills. Yeah. yeah. On the Z's. Eats, it's a Z. On the Mills, it's a Z. And when we formulated that, I wanted something with Strong in it. Because um, I feel like everybody wants to be an athlete, but they don't feel like it, right? Yeah. But we all are. And you can be. You can be strong in any way, shape, or form, right? And I think that gives people confidence. 
So I wanted that. But yeah, the strong eats with the S's were taken. So I'm of like, course. okay, let's do Z's. <laughs> we're doing Z's. <laughs> well, Chris, is there anything else you'd like to share with the listeners before I let you go? Oh, I just want to thank everybody who's tried our meals. And I hope that this story has helped them see how much they've helped us, you know, helped our lives. I feel like you can never be too humble or too grateful for anything at any stage in life. And every single meal, um, literally, it like bings my phone and I can see it and see, oh, holy cow, Kinsey ordered or, or whatever. And so that makes my day, um, getting those orders in and just letting them know that I'm just super thankful for every single meal coming in and every single order. Well, we thank you so much for being on the show today and for helping us all get healthy. Your story is a great example of hard work and pursuing your passions. And it's clear that nothing's going to stop you from achieving your dreams. And I love seeing your success and eating your meals. So keep it coming. (laughs) We will. We'll bring it. Okay. Let's bring it. (laughs) Thank you so much. As a reminder, this show is sponsored by Oswald Service and Repair with locations in Idaho Falls and Rexburg. We were voted number one in East Idaho for automotive repair. So if you're looking for automotive repair provided with honesty and integrity, come and see us and let our family take care of your family. Now stay tuned for the business leadership moment. It's now time for a business leadership moment on East Idaho Entrepreneurs Podcast. Welcome to the business leadership moment. I am so glad to talk to you today. I've been thinking about some of the organizations I've been working with and some of the cognitive biases that I see. And cognitive biases are those things that are what you believe because you're thinking, what you believe creates your reality. But it can also remove reality, right? It's this cognitive bias. And when we're aware of those biases, it's our first step to having them loosen their grip on us. It happens, especially with top performers. um, And clearly, if you're listening to this podcast, you are a top performer. So I want to give you um, just some insight into some of those cognitive biases that I have seen in my work and see maybe where, uh, if this can be something that you can find in your own life, then you can shine a light on it, decide what you want to do with it. So one of those is called the spotlight syndrome. And the spotlight syndrome is a tendency to believe that we are being noticed far more than we really are. And I think this happens quite a bit, right? We're we're worried about what other people will think of us. And the solution to spotlight syndrome is to remind yourself of this rather liberating fact that basically no one is thinking about you because they're too busy thinking about themselves. I mean, when you can kind of imagine meeting somebody and you know that you have a stain on your shirt Um, You're not thinking about how messed up their hair is because you're thinking about the stain on your shirt and they're thinking about how messed up their hair is and not about the stain on your shirt. Like, isn't that the truth that that happens? And so it's liberating to realize that no one is really thinking about you. Another cognitive bias is the pick me, pick me, pick me mindset. Um, The pick-me-pick-me mindset is a tendency to crave the attention, acceptance, and approval of a certain group or perhaps an individual. And the interesting solution here um, is to remind yourself of the rather liberating paradox that the most likely way to be chosen by others is the very moment when you stop caring about whether or not you're chosen by others, right? Because then usually that's exactly what you need to be accepted by this group or individual or whatever the case may be. So again, we got to quit trying so hard. Just be ourselves. Another cognitive bias, and I've talked about it before, is imposter syndrome. And that's a tendency, you guys are aware of it, you know, especially in high performers, to doubt your abilities and feel like a fraud and they're going to figure it out anytime. And then you're going to, you know, be had. Um, The solution to imposter syndrome 
again, is a rather liberating decision to stop trying to get rid of it and instead get good at it. Um, In fact, if you don't feel like an imposter, you're probably not playing big enough. And, you know, I've talked a little bit about how we become, we, we feel like an imposter, especially when we're comparing ourselves. Um, But if you are on that razor's edge and you're feeling uncomfortable, that's probably a good place to be because you're going to be performing at a higher level. So embrace it. Um, Another cognitive bias is pedestal thinking. We put people on pedestals and it doesn't mean um, just exaggerating their good qualities. It also involves attributing characteristics that they don't even have and um, also being blind to other people's weaknesses. You know, we're like, oh, everyone loves her or he's so much better than me or, you know, gosh, I look at these guys and their relationship is perfect or she makes more money than me, right? So instead of seeing a flawed human, We consider other people as perfect, better than us, infallible, superior, um, not just to us, but to everyone else, right? So pedestal thinking creates self-doubt. And when you hold someone higher than yourself, you automatically deny your own greatness. And we do this to ourselves so often. I see this. And, uh, you know, in some ways it's done as a sense of um, humility, maybe, Um, but we, we've got to quit doing this to ourselves. So the solution uh, to the pedestal thinking, again, is a rather liberating choice to build your own pest- pedestal. So that is right. Create your own pedestal. Celebrate yourself. Tell yourself how proud you are of you. After all, it's not bragging if you've done it and you really should embrace that. And then we're all on pedestals, right? There's no one to compare to. Um, So just a few things for y'all to consider as you're considering cognitive bias and the way that we're looking at the world. Uh, It can be, um, just like I said, a rather liberating choice to embrace or let go of some of these thoughts and feelings that you might be having. Um, I hope this was useful to you and that you could apply it some way in your life. I'd like for you to reach out to me. Let me know how things are in your world. If this show has helped you, uh, this is the 99th episode and the hundredth episode is recorded live. So it's just so fun to be a part of your lives. And if there's ever anything that I can help you with, or, um, that you want me to talk about, please reach out and let me know. Uh, you can reach me at renee.oswaldserve at outlook.com. And there's no E on serve because I don't know why. We just didn't put an E on serve when I made that email. Some of the decisions that you make when you're not really thinking, I think. All right. Anyway, have a fantastic week and we'll see you back here next week. Thank you for listening to East Idaho Entrepreneur's Podcast. Proudly brought to you by Oswald Service and Repair for all your car care needs in Eastern Idaho. Let our family take care of yours. www.oswaldserviceinc.com.